Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to be in your presence. That is our heart's desire. Lord God, we thank you for blessing us to gather in this place this morning. Lord God, thank you for those that are tuning in, that will be listening now, and those that will be listening later. Lord God, we honor you for your kindness. We honor you for your grace. Lord, we're here to say thank you, to exalt you, to lift you up above everything, every situation, every circumstance every thought that would exalt itself against you. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, remember those that are sick. Lord God, and Lord, we pray that your will is done. Lord God, your will to heal. Your will to deliver. Your will for understanding, for clarity. Lord Jesus, you know how to guide the doctors. You know, Lord God, the situations, Lord God, that family members, the individuals themselves need to understand as well. Lord, and so we pray and ask that you would bless them in this area. Lord God, touch those that would be in service but cannot because of other situations that is prohibiting them. Lord God, but yet their heart and their minds, their listening, their eyes, their thoughts are pointed in this direction. Lord Jesus, your servant Solomon prayed and asked that if they look in the direction of the temple, that you would hear their cry and forgive their sins, and that you would bless them wherever they are. Lord, and so we pray and ask the same thing this morning. Those that cannot because of situations that are prohibiting them. Lord God, if they think about this place, they think about this service, if they think about you and how you are blessing here through your word, Lord God, we ask that you would revive them, strengthen them, Give them what is needed in this moment in the name of Jesus. Lord God, bless those that are obedient, faithful, those that are supporting ministry, whether it is through the purchasing of the books that have been written and published under this ministry. Lord God, or if they send offerings, ask that you would bless them and not let them feel the loss those that are requesting prayer, those that have reached out, Lord God, and uh, testified about what they learn and those things that they're curious about, ask that you would continue to remember them, to feed them, Lord God. You know the situation, you know the heart's desire, Lord, and I pray that that desire lines up with your will. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your kindness, Lord. Lord, and we pray and ask that you will continue to bless us as we go further into your service. Help us, Lord God, to minister your word. Help us to speak those things that you want to be spoken. We'll be careful to give you the praise. 
and to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. We were listening to Shekinah Glory before the throne. Certainly we want to recognize that the rights of the authors and producers of that particular hymn. Again, we want to welcome you to Inside the Pages presented by the Cornerstone of Grace located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. Now, we believe the Bible is the word of God. You, you're not going to convince us otherwise. No, no, the enemy has tried that, and no, he failed. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. At this time, I want to again, want to thank you for joining online service. If, you, if you're looking for a church home, growth of ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. At this time, we're going to have an opening scripture uh, coming to us from Deacon Wayne. Psalms 34, 1 through 3. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continue daily with one accord and in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with single with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading. And the hearing, uh, I heard what the Lord, what the word said. Thank you. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to soon, we're going to go into the word of God. But before we go there, I um, want to enjoy this particular song by Miranda Curtis. And it says, nobody like you, Lord. And right after this, right after this uh, musical selection, we're going to go into the word of God. I'm excited about what the Lord has to say and what he is doing and, and continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. You know, if you haven't already, reach out and tell somebody that, that Pastor Carl Henderson is on, on the move. We're teaching the word, we're presenting the word of God and, you know, in truth, not sugarcoating it. And, and not making it hard to understand is easily digestible and applicable to our lives every day.
Again, that is Miranda Curtis. Nobody like you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord God. We're going to go into the word of God. And I'm telling you, I'm excited. Uh, Dr. LG, scientist extraordinaire, has entered the, the house. And you'll find out more why I say that. Well, well, let me go on and say it now. You know, we were having a, a conversation at the post office yesterday um, while we were out and about. And he shared with me how he was going to become a scientist. And not only with me, but he shared with the clerk at the post office too. And he said, and she asked him, said, what type of scientist are you going to be? And he began to explain and he talked about resurrection. And I didn't get it exactly what he was what he was referring to, but he said that he was going to resurrect uh, the dead to become the living again. And so as he talked about it, um, later on, we, we were at the bookstore and I was doing some homework and he was uh, enjoying himself doing what he wanted to do. And he told me, I, I stopped him. I said, can you explain to me what you were referring to? And, and he, he, he didn't use these words, but as he described, I understood he was talking about uh, a cross pollinization, taking DNA from what is expired and putting it into what is currently existing and restoring the life cycle of it again. I thought that was pretty interesting for a third grader to understand that because he certainly told me <laughs> in such a way that I didn't, um, that uh, pop, don't you get it? You know, he understood it. And so he shared that tip and I, I appreciate him sharing that with me. And you know, you ought to encourage uh, those, the children, they, if the Lord tarry, they are tomorrow and they need encouragement. Their ideals is just as magnificent as your ideals were at that age and as they are today. We're going to go into the book of Deuteronomy Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, I want to start there. And we've been talking about blessing. Now, we, we took a, a slight detour 
uh, on last week and, and talked about uh, how trends come and go, but the cross is forever. You know, we follow the pageantry of uh, what some consider to be Easter. Uh, others know the truth about it, but we followed that pageantry. And so now today we're talking again, uh, the previous week we talked about uh, being blessed. And so we're, we're following that again. This is a conversation that many don't find offensive. They don't find uh, blessings. When we talk about blessings as being offensive, being offensive. And, and so uh, this conversation includes spiritual. It includes what is spiritual. It also includes what is natural. It includes what is natural as well. Now, money cares the spirit. It, it does. Uh, but uh, we're not going to go deep into that uh, because we're laying a foundation of something, something that is being missed, something that's been ignored uh, in the church world by some. I can't say it's everyone because it's not everyone. But for some. An example of a non-spiritual uh, blessing would be uh, or would have certain prerequisites. There are prerequisites that go in anything. School, you, I went to en enroll in a class and, and there was a requirement that needed to be met for me to enroll in a class. So I'm, I'm going to have to test out uh, so that I can show that I have that particular knowledge. Now, a prerequisite of a non-spiritual would be found in Proverbs 12 and 24. It says the hand of the diligent, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule. And this doesn't say that you are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, whether Pentecostal, Baptist, practicing Catholicism, practicing um, uh, anything, you know, Mormon, AME. Uh, or anything outside, it don't, hey, if you don't even go to church, but yet you're being diligent, then you're going to reap the benefit of being diligent. How many are being diligent this morning? Now, I can think of some foolish things. And you may not think of it as being foolish, but because of the simplicity of it, or maybe you think of it as being simplicity. But when you buy something that you can't afford, or you buy something in place of, and now many have cars, they spend the next five years paying off a debt for a vehicle. They sign a contract, they're paying, off, paying on that particular vehicle, they could have had a bucket that barely got them where they wanted to go. It got them there. It, it didn't have the luxury or convenience as maybe something a little newer, but it still worked. And so they signed a five-year contract to replace that when they could have spent the next five years in a degree program, obtaining an education, which no one can take away from you. When you go to fill out a job application and ask you, do you have a degree you could say yes, or it is in progress. So you have an edge, but instead we spend five years on paying for a vehicle or paying on something that we really has already depreciated. It is already depreciated. And so we have to stop and think about those things that that has nothing to do with being spiritual. That's just, common sense it's just a common sense i need i need some help here because I, I hear some sound coming it has been said that preparation preparation proceeds a blessing and i can agree with that and apply the principle of preparation can you agree with it? 
and applied the same principle. Now, many times in, in church, and, and I'm going to take my time because I really want to plow this field because I want to see some fruits of the labor. In our settings, people like to clap their hands, lift their hands and rejoice. And really, we had a time in church. Woo, we went to church and we danced. They call it shouting. We danced and then they walk away in the same condition, emotionally charged. We have a lot of emotionally charged churches, people, but the application of what was said is not applied. Now, when you apply the application, you got a lot to rejoice about. You have a lot to, uh, to celebrate because you're watching the fruit of your labor produce. Somebody say residual. residual. Residual is what you're looking for. Looking for residual income. And so God wants you to have residual income. Yes, he does. And so we don't, we're not looking for you to not yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. Not looking for a nod, not looking for a, a, a shout and run around the building, roll all over the floor and, you know, and, you know, and all of that. I'm not looking for that. But looking for you to apply the word of God because he is looking for you to apply the principles as well. So preparation proceeds a blessing. Now, another example of a non-spiritual, but yet preparing and understanding that, that some of this is spiritual and some of it is non-spiritual is found in James 3 and 15. James said, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensuous, sensual devilish so, so it didn't it don't take you know a halo uh wings a robe of righteousness or anything like that to uh to practice common sense common sense that's what we're talking about some areas of common sense deuteronomy 28 here we go fasten your your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. Deuteronomy 28, beginning at the first verse, said, it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God shall set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, all these blessings. Now, Jesus made reference. He said, first seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Now, he was talking to people that some of them were business owners. Peter, Peter was a business owner. Peter had a house. Peter had a wife. But yet the Lord told him, and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? Now, we've taken that scripture and we've applied it to natural things that if I obey the word of God, I'm instantaneously going to have a new laptop. I'm instantaneously going to have uh, I'm instant is just going to manifest itself and I'm going to have it. When the Lord brought the children of Israel out of bondage and they crossed over, when they finally, finally crossed over into the promised land, which was another generation that crossed over because those that was before them did not believe. And so they did not receive the inheritance that God had for them. Listen to that, underline that, highlight it, keep that in mind. 
And so the other generation that crossed over, uh, there was two that crossed over with them by the name of Joshua and Caleb that were there in the land of Egypt, came out of the land. And when they crossed over, Caleb remembered and said, God made me a promise. I'm paraphrasing this, uh, but God made me a promise. And then that, and I am now 80 years old and I am ableist. Those of you that think it's based upon your age or not, I'm 80 years old and I'm not decrepit. I can still handle this. I can go over and take that piece of land over there that I want, that was promised to me. So even though they crossed over into the place where God had reserved for them, that position that God has reserved for you that you have not crossed over into yet, that place of being that God wants you to cross over into, when you do arrive there, you're going to have to work. Caleb said, I'll go over and take the land because it was already preoccupied. Listen. All of these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. And it shall, and thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now we're, we're talking about being blessed. Blessed wherever you are is the everyday life of the saint. Blessed wherever you are is an everyday for you and I. At least that's what God intended. He intended for us to walk. Now, we celebrate another form of pageantry, Christmas on the 25th day. And we know Christ was not born uh, in the winter as far as for salvation. Uh, it was done at a time that the animals were out feeding. So that was not winter time. And we won't go into that any further. However, the Bible tell us that he loads us with blessings daily. We woke up this morning with a present. Find that for me, please. We woke up this morning. You might have been a little groggy. You might have been laying there feeling that it's cold. You don't want to put your feet on the cold floor, even though you needed to because you needed to run to the bathroom because it was already alarming you that you needed to go there. And so you had to get up. You had to get up because maybe it was time for work. You had to get up. But before you had opened your eyes up and that full awareness of what time it was and had come, there was already something that had been wrapped up for today for you to unwrap a present, a present for you today, this day. Yesterday is gone. There was a present yesterday. And if the Lord tarry, there will be a present on tomorrow. But God gave us some benefits in today. This is the normal. Yes, sir. Yes. Now, let me. That's that's an excellent question. Thank you for asking that. There are things that occur in our existence, in our life that may not feel good stumping your toe don't feel good let's let's use this simple okay stumping your toe don't feel good however you felt the pain of it is that correct that was a good thing because had you not felt the pain of stumping your toe how much more damage could have occurred before you realized something was transpiring the Bible said all things work for our good. So in within something occurring in a day, and it doesn't mean that, that every day is going to be magnificent and that there won't be some trial or tribulation, but there's something in the process of what we're dealing with that we will learn from it. 
Now, I've been in situations where things happen and I didn't like it. It was painful and I didn't get this. And what I'm telling you right now, I hope you get it earlier than what I did. I didn't get it. And when it was when I was told that it's something in it's going to work to your good, there's a lesson in it. You're going to benefit from this. I was pulling my hair out because I had some hair at that time. Yes, I was breathing hard. Nostrils were flare. I did not like it. But as time went on, there was a transition that began to occur. And I began to understand that, yes, there's a benefit there. And as I met other people that dealt with the same thing that I dealt with, I was able to comfort them and let them know that though you're going through this right now and it don't feel good, it is going to get better and you're going to be in a better place than where you ever thought you would be at. You're going to know how to navigate differently than what you was doing before. Does that make sense? All right. What do you have there? Scripture. First Peter four and 10. I don't know. What do it say? As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. It's in the Old Testament. I believe it is in Proverbs that the Lord loadeth us with benefits. All right. Now, for those of you that have your, your, your phones, your devices, use it right now. Use it right now. The Lord loads us with benefits daily. Things don't always go the way that we think they could go. Let's let's talk to if Brother Daniel was here right now. You you read through Daniel. We've taught on Daniel. And, and when you have it, put your hand up, please. Daniel went through a captivity. Daniel was a, a young teen. I don't know, between the age of nine and 15, somewhere around. He was young. He was not an older person, you know. But Daniel, thank you. What do you have? Psalm 68 and 19. Blessed be the Lord who, who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Thank you. So there is a present. There's something existing in this moment. There's something right now that is for each of us. Okay. Daniel found himself in captivity, found himself in a situation where he didn't like it. And uh, he thrived. He benefited in the situation. He had to learn science. He had to learn astrology. He had to learn all the techniques and different things that the Chaldeans were using as part of a program in, in order for him to abide in the king's house, in order for him to even stand in the king's presence and advise him. It was a situation that he didn't want to be in, but he's yet prospered in that situation. So that means that whatever our situation is, he set an example for us that we can prosper. It don't mean that he wasn't attacked. It don't mean that he wasn't made fun of. Matter of fact, when he was thrown in the lion's den, they had been watching Daniel saying, well, Daniel prays three times a day. Daniel gets up in the morning, he pray. Daniel goes and he prays in the afternoon. Daniel goes in the evening and he pray. And he leaves the window open and he's always facing in that direction. What direction? Toward the temple. Because Solomon had prayed that if they're taken captivity because of the hardness of their heart, that if they look toward the temple and pray that the Lord would hear them and God said that he would. There were instructions given by Jeremiah leading up to their captivity that Babylon had been given uh, permission to take Israel captive. Judah and them were about to deal with this and God said, don't resist them. Sometimes we want to resist the situation. I'm going to tell them off. You know, I don't know if they still do it. They still do the chicken head and all that kind of stuff. What we used to call it, where they, where the ladies was moving their head a certain way, you know, just bobbing and nodding and guys uh, huffing and puffing and, you know, how they going to get it straight and stuff like that. 
However, God told them, don't resist. Stop trying to fight the situation that you're in because I put you there. And now there's a difference when God puts you there and when you put yourself there. And let, let me be clear on that. You put yourself there and it's a chastisement that's occurring. Uh, excuse me, God put you there because of the chastisement that's occurring. You put yourself there because you just would not listen. You've been instructed, but you're just, you're gonna do it your way. Let's go on here. So we're blessed wherever we are. It's an everyday life. And this is my life. Yeah, this is what you need to tell yourself. This is my life. You only have one life. That's it. This is your life. And so I'm not emphasizing a form of philosophy, but a state of being where you become accustomed to a standard of living that takes you from where you are right now to where God wants you to be. And it's important that you get to where God wants you to be. And it all begins in this moment. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, the second chapter about the 19th, it says, now therefore ye are no more strangers or foreign, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Second Peter one, begin at 10th verse says, wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, people talk about living in the kingdom, but living in the kingdom starts here. It starts right now. It doesn't start when you cross out of time into eternity. Kingdom living begins now. It has never been God's uh, plan for you to wait to be blessed. Now, I do understand history. I do understand situations and circumstances that have occurred and all that, but it has never been God's plan for you not to be blessed in the here and now. Something did happen. There are transitions and things that took place because of the hardness of the heart, because of the uh, resistance, the rebellion. I, I don't want to go too far into this. I, I really want to save some areas for uh, for later because it's going to take some time as, as we get into some areas where it is dealing with historical behavior and how we wound up in or how we arrived in a situation that we're currently in. First Corinthians 10 and 13 said there is or there has no temptation taking you, but as but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with temptation also make a way of escape. Now, whatever the circumstances is, there is a way out. Whatever has, whatever is about to occur. Now, I, I didn't say that you're in it. I said it's about to occur because this is where it starts at, is that something is being built up. Something is transpiring. Something is uh, something, someone's cooking something in the kitchen, and, you know, and they, they need to stop. There's a way out. It begins at the introduction of the situation when it's first introduced. Now, in our Bible class on uh, in the book of Genesis, we were talking about uh, the fact that Sarah, Sarah became impatient. Sarah became annoyed. Sarah became anxious. And she told her husband, Abram, take Hagar, Hagar, uh, the, the, maid, the Egyptian woman that, that we have with us as a servant and uh, use her as a surrogate a parent. Let's have a child through her since I have not 
it started right there that Abram could have said, uh, I don't, that's not God's will. And we're not going to do that. It started right there. Sarah now is mentally, uh, she's tripping. She's tripping. I, I heard someone agree with me. She's tripping. You know, what woman get, yeah, we not. And so it starts at the introduction, the suggestion. There is an emotional, a mental, a physical introduction to all situations. And we have to adjust in that moment. Even it could be something as, oh, I'm going to set them. No, no, you're not going to set nobody straight. You're going to take a way out. There's a way out of it. The Bible speaks emphatically. It is forcefully uh, presented here. There, there's no mistake about what is being said. The Bible said it shall come to pass. If thou, you, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord God to observe and do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, he said diligently. So we're being meticulous, meticulous. I mean, every, every little detail, every little detail. Now we, we follow metic being meticulous at work. Uh, we have a pre-nurse sitting here. She's meticulous about what she does. Uh, we have a, 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 an analysis, so analysis, excuse me. <laughs> We have an analysis <laughs> here. We have, you know, a scientist, a data engineer, you know, we're very meticulous on our job. We pay very close attention to detail because we know it. If we don't, there is, we're jeopardizing something. Someone's life is, is, is going to be impacted physically. Uh, it's going to cost some money if the, if it's done wrong, if the end user, the the, um, the decision makers get the incorrect information, that's not going to go over well. And if it happened too many times, it's going to result in an escort, you know, out of the building. We're meticulous when it comes down to how meticulous are you about your soul salvation? It don't take away from from enjoying life. I, I was sharing with someone. I, I said, you you need to you're not partying enough. You're not enjoying your life enough. Uh, you you basing your your celebration off of uh, other folks when you really need to just be enjoying the fact of who you are as an individual. I enjoy who I am. And, and so my saying, as I encourage others to say, is it's good to be me. It's good to be me. Uh, one, you can't be no one else. And so you need to enjoy who you are. And the more we understand who we are and the value of ourselves, then the less we are to feel depressed, the less we are to feel out of place, the less we are to feel to allow ourselves to be overwhelmed with any form of sadness. Meticulous, extremely overly careful to think about what we're doing. I'm not saying when you walk around all day trying to make a decision, it don't take all day to, to no. It's just that you weighed out the fact that if I do this, it's not going to benefit me. But if I do it this way, I'm going to reap a great benefit. Your life is worth giving attention to detail. Being blessed is carefully thinking about what you're about to do next and how it would prosper you flesh physical uh, that only lasts temporarily what everything really is temporal everything is temporary uh, yo yo new yo brand new that you bought is temporary y you know it, it smelled good it got the new car smell after a while the new car smell starts to subside uh, you have to do maintenance on it you have to do different things and god forbid anything else. listen it requires maintenance and it gets old after a while 
and sometimes the paint phase and all is temporal. But you yourself is eternal. You want to enjoy life now and the blessings that God have for you now. And he wants you to enjoy all of those things and then step out of time into eternity with that same enjoyment, which is going to double, which is going to triple, which is going to fulfill, which is going to full feel. Because the Bible tells us in his presence is the fullness of joy. So he wants you to enjoy this now so that when you step out of time and the discipline of what of what uh, Deuteronomy 28 and also when we looked at the 27 chapter uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the discipline is already there. The discipline when we step out of time into eternity is not going to change. It's not going to change. We're prepped. We're ready because we're getting already here now. Uh, when we when we step out, the, the enjoyment and the things that we enjoy now, when we step out of time into that into eternity, we're going to see things that are going to really be brand new. And we're going to know how to act. With it, we're going to know how to act because we're used to acting with it now. The Bible tells us that our life is worth giving attention, detail, being uh, blessed, carefully thinking about it. First and foremost, pay attention to the voice of God. Now, this includes his written word. Somebody, I didn't hear him say anything. Open your Bible up and start reading your Bible. Open your Bible up and start reading it because the voice that you do hear, I heard the Lord speak to me. Which Lord did you hear speak to you? Which Lord? Which Lord did you hear speak? How do you confirm that it was the sovereign, that it was sovereign God speaking to you? How do you confirm that? You can't confirm it without his word. You don't have to hear an audible voice, but you better hear his word. The Bible tell us his word is significant. Proverbs 138 and 2 says, I worship, I will worship, I will worship toward praise thy name, thy loving kindness, and with thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. God's word is magnified above his name. I can understand why. The Bible tells us that the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord. Well, we bow to his word now. We confess his word is sovereign and his word has preeminence in our lives. That's, that should be our testimony, not in word, but in action. Now, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord, but then that name is gonna change. Bible students, that name is gonna change. The name of Jesus for salvation will no longer exist at a certain state of being. And that is scripture. Now, underline this because the Bible said to observe and to do all his commandments. Observe and do all his commandments. That means that it is our lifestyle. Sanctification is a lifestyle. When when the Lord told him in Leviticus said, be ye holy for I am holy. He said, this is a conditional, this is a lifestyle. There is no alternative to this. There is no, you do what you want to do, how you do it, the way you want to do it, you know, and, you know, I'm only human, you know, as the song go and all this stuff like that, uh, making excuse, no, no, you screw up, you screwed up. That's all it is. Get it right. Uh, let's just be plain and simple about it. Get it right. Okay. Who do you say that? Somebody that screwed up before and got it right and know the difference between living a saved life and living a unsaved life. That's who I am. OK, I am what I am by the grace of God. And I don't mean that I that it gives you a key to sin when you say that. No, it says that God has brought you someplace and you know that you made it by the grace of God. We have undermined the observing and doing 
Well, I really don't have to. No, you really do if you want to have what God is saying. Did you do all? It said all. Why did we take the meaning of all and make it partial? We took the meaning of all and gave it a partial. Uh, how did that happen? How does that happen? If you go to work and they say take all the books from this table and move those books to that cabinet and you take five of them and leave the other 11, you did not take all. You didn't take all of them. You took five and left 11 on the table. You took part of them. You took a small percentage of them. Or someone's not going to be happy at the fact that they told you to take all and they thought you understood the word all, what it meant. The Lord thy God will set thee on high above. Now, people like to be recognized. They want recognition without, without what God has to say. Now I'm I'm coming to a close. I'm I'm exceeding my time here, but but let me let me uh, I'm I'm gonna stop at the second verse here. It says, "And all these things, all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken." You you have to listen to what God is saying. You can't just read and understand it and then not do it. You have to apply it to your life. Moving from where you are yesterday, moving from where you were yesterday, whatever happened yesterday, I'm not dealing with yesterday. You know where you were yesterday. You know what you did yesterday. I'm not talking about that, bringing that in today. I'm saying moving forward in this moment. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Well, how is it going to overtake me? Listen, somebody said God works in mysterious ways. Now, that's not a scripture. That's somebody that made that statement. Okay. God knows how to take that situation that occurred yesterday. And he also knows how to reach into the future. A blessing that was designed for days from now and pull it into today. God knows how to do that. You don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. But God does. Pastor, do you have scripture for that? Yes. Ask me later. Yes, I do. God knows how to reach into the future and pull that blessing into the now. But pastor, I can't wait till later. The Bible says. And we're going to we're going to stop with that. <laughs> the Bible says that. A woman went to the Lord and she said, my daughter is having some issues. Some of us have children and our children have issues. My mother, if she was here, she would say, I have children. I have a son that has some issues. <laughs> so, and when the Lord saved this son, my mother saw that the Lord blessed and she got saved. Two. That woman went to the Lord and said, my daughter, she willy nilly, she just be messing up something and got a hold of her. You know, I, whatever vernacular she used, we know the written word, but you understand what I'm saying. She is messed up. And the Lord told her, said, it's not meat for me to give the children's food away. I'm here for a particular moment, and that moment is Israel, to redeem Israel. And she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. In that moment that she said that, she didn't walk away sad, she didn't trip. She made a strategic point. She understood what she was saying through observation. And God did not ignore that. And he reached into 
an area of blessing. Because remember, he said that he was not there for her. He was there for another reason. And he reached into that area of blessing and blessed that woman in that moment. Now, the Gentiles would have been blessed. That, that was a plan. But he reached into another area and pulled a blessing and gave it to that woman at that moment. God knows how to reach into the tomorrows and bring you a blessing in today before time. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Lord God, we thank you for your word of exhortation. Ask Lord God that you would bless those that have been listening, those that will be receiving it later to understand and know that they can be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, wherever they are, that blessings is an everyday life. And most of all, understanding our position with you is significant to this and how we conduct ourselves, how we talk, how we think, our actions that we take in this life. Lord, we thank you. We ask that you will bless each one, Lord God, to embrace your word, to apply your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you are, uh, again, uh, visit us at connectingtruth.org. You have a prayer request. If you have a testimony, if you have a question regarding the scripture, something has been said and you want more clarity, uh, please visit us at connectingtruth.org and we'll give you an answer on the air. Certainly your prayers are confidential. And so we look to hear from you. God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you.